Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world. That's right, baby, worldwide, who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. And that's right, this week is no different. We are embarking upon season number nine, which is extremely exciting. We're happy that you're here to be a part of it. We're happy that you join us here in each and every week, wherever it is that you may be joining us. Maybe you're joining us on Spotify, where we just added to the collection there of great podcasts. Who knows? Maybe you're on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Maybe you're using Alexa or Google Home. I don't know the answer to that. But wherever it is, shameless plug, we love a little rating, we love a little review, love a couple clicks of your time, it will be much appreciated. We are very excited to be on Spotify, just trying to do whatever we can to get out to the masses, and we thank you for taking the time to join us here. But it's not about me, let's uh, get right into it. This week's episode is episode number 94, Noventa y Cuatro, featuring the extremely talented and chill Floridian, I guess uh, Floridian uh, implant. Uh, Ariel Katarina, a cat as we call her, and we came to learn of her work through one of our listeners. Someone reached out and was like, you have to check her out. You have to check out her work. It's awesome. And so we did. We started following along, convinced her to be a part of the project. And so it's really fitting that she kicks off season nine for us here at the 16-ounce canvas. If you'd like to follow along with Ariel and her work, you can do so on the Instagram, her IG, a Katarina, cat with a K, cat. K-A-T-A-R-I-N-A, and she is the designer of the labels for Hidden Springs Aleworks. They're doing some really cool stuff, sour IPAs, barrel-aged stouts, Berliners, and uh, we're looking forward to, to cracking a few in the future, and we're definitely jealous of the crew down there as we are freezing our asses off here in the Northeast. But what's really cool, again, we were recommended to, to check out ACAT's work, and we did, and we really, it was a really chill, laid-back experience. She's got a good perspective. She's really positive. She really loves what she's doing. She has some really interesting hobbies, her, her love of uh, exotic fruits. But what was cool, you know, it was driven by the community. And so we thank everybody who's using the hashtag 16OZCanvas. It's really starting to uh, even build, you know, much more momentum. I think we have 1,100 tags, and we only have about 500 posts our side so we've uh, we're getting out there it's propagating and you know we're getting turned on to new artists and designers each and every week so we, we thank you for that 16ozcanvas.com is the website and then you can use 16ozcanvas pretty much wherever we should be twitter facebook and instagram and just get in touch you know it's uh it's a party of one the royal we me myself and i that's it. AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. You know, last week we were in Vegas. We had a great time at CES, as we mentioned. And then next week we'll be heading back to the, the land of windmills, some duchies, heading to the Netherlands. I'm very excited. We won't stop. We'll keep bringing you episodes next week, episode number 95, right? 94 plus 1. See? I'm going to be a math teacher if this uh, podcast thing doesn't work out. And, yeah, we're just going to keep keep moving, keep grooving. 2019 has been a busy year already, and I don't think that's going to stop. We're hoping to have some more updates on our April event. We'll see what, what happens to that. We've kind of hit a few roadblocks, but we're going to regroup, and like we always do, can't nobody hold us down. So we'll see what happens with that. So stay tuned for more information. You know where to find me. Keep in touch. 
And let's just get into it. Here it is. Let's just do it. Let's kick off season nine with a bang. It's pretty crazy, right? Pretty soon we'll be 100 episodes. What? I don't know. I don't know what, what comes with that. Maybe we'll just have some cool theme music. I did get those, um, you know, DJ controllers from Santa Claus. So who knows? We will see what happens. But regardless, we are world traveling. Things are happening. Please keep in touch. Let us know what you're up to. Let us know who we should be checking out. And we're always down to, you know, trade some beers and, you know, make some new friends. So without further ado, episode number 94, ACAT, Ariel, Katarina, down there, the Floridian herself, Hidden Springs Aleworks, just making it all happen. So let's kick off season nine with a banger. Episode 94, Noventa E Quattro, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. That's right, folks. Say it with me. The Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Boom. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from St. Petersburg, Florida, while we are freezing our asses off here in the Northeast, the one and only Ariel Katarina, ACAT for short. So thank you so much for, for joining us today, Ariel. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, AJ. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer for me. So I, I appreciate it. Like I said, this is one of the made made it super easy. We got a recommendation. You know, someone slid into the DM, so to speak, and you know asked us, uh, you know, if we had seen your work before, and we've been following along for a few months now, and really dig what you're doing. It's you know it's very energetic, creative. You know, it's got a good energy to it, and so it's really just it's a no brainer for us. So you know, like I said, we found out your work. A lot of the work you're doing with uh, you know Hidden Springs Outworks. And, uh, yeah, here we are today. Well, awesome. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. I'm stoked to talk to everybody. Right on, right on. So follow along at home. If you want to follow along with uh, ACAT's work, it's ACAT Arena on uh, the IG and the Instagram. And then it's Ariel, uh, com is the website. And then, again, we you said before, we'll, uh, we'll keep plugging those away. But there's a good way to, to follow along with the Daily Adventures you're you're a busy person. You're you're grinding. You got a lot of different labels and, and products you're working on. So it's it's really we really appreciate you making the time for us today. Yeah, no problem. It's all about that hustle, you know. Yeah, we we uh, we love the hustle. We love the grind, and uh, you're a great example of that. So awesome. So so here's the the easy question for me. I just kind of sit back and kick it. But what's the you know what's the A cat story? How did you kind of get into art, and you know what kind of brought you here? You know, just summarize your whole life and like you know. A little bit. I'll just I'll just sit back and relax. <laughs> oh man, my whole life. Well, how far back should I go? I guess um well start that I was born in Staten Island, New York, even though I currently live in St. Pete. After I lived there for four years, I moved to New Jersey, where I grew up and then eventually went to college at Savannah College of Art and Design down in Georgia. And I decided to major in illustration because, like, I always loved drawing and wanted to see if I could get a career in that. So while I was down there, my parents moved from Jersey down to Cape Coral, Florida. And then when I graduated school, I just, you know, naturally moved in with them until I found, like, a real person grown-up job, I guess you could say. Uh, But my first job out of school was actually for a ballroom dress design studio which I know sounds really crazy, but uh, in Cape Coral, they have a place where they make ballroom dresses for people who do, you know, all sorts of dances on like TV and stuff. And I didn't make the actual dresses, but my job title was called a professional stoner, which doesn't apply like, you know, being stoned, but uh, 
basically I would just take these like little teeny tiny Swarovski crystals and I would glue thousands of them for dress thousands of them on dresses for like eight to 12 hours a day. So basically um, when the dancers would do their thing, they'd be all sparkly and shiny and that was my job. So it was a little sweatshoppy, a little bit interesting, but um, through it, I met a good friend who introduced me to my fiance, Jonathan. So that was cool and a definite positive from it. And then at the time he was living in Tampa and I really wanted to move up and live with him. So he was looking online for a job just cause like I was too busy to look and he found one at a themed environment company. And he was like, hey, this is an art job. You're an artist, you should check it out. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I scheduled an interview and then I got hired that day then went back down to Cape Coral, quit my day job, and then two weeks later moved up and then became the creative production assistant at uh, the themed environment company. So I know none of this has to do with beer, but fast forward um, six years of doing that and the whole time I was doing my creative production assistant job, I was getting into craft beer. So basically that meant like I went on all these online beer groups, I was attending bottle shares, you know, all that kind of stuff, which eventually led me to meet a guy named Doug. So at the time, Doug had just moved here and he was developing a clothing and merch brand that combined his love of cats and hop, which uh, today is called Felinius Hop, which is a shout out to him. Uh, you could look on Instagram at uh, Felinius Hop, but uh, he sells some cool stuff. But anyway, um, he knew that I was an artist and had asked if I could make some designs for him. So at first I was hesitant because like I'm a dog lover, I have a dog, never owned a cat, super love dogs. So at first I didn't want to do it, but then I thought about it and I was just excited to like create artwork for t-shirts and stickers and that kind of thing because I hadn't really done it before. So I started, you know, doing designs for him with like little kitties on it and beer related stuff. And then from there, Doug sort of became my unofficial agent, as they call him. He just like, I don't know, anytime someone needed a design, he would just be like, hey, ever heard of this Czech like Ariel Katarina? Like, check her out. But uh, anyway, he knew this guy Grayson from Tampa Beer Works who is looking for someone to design their bottle labels. And so he put us in touch. We met at a Green Bench Brewing, and then Grayson told me about like a beer they had called Bob's Special Stout, which uh, was really important to their brewery, and he just wanted a label illustration for it. So I did the illustration for that, and uh, as all of that was going on, um, I developed a serious passion for growing tropical fruit trees, which I know is a very random hobby, but I'm obsessed with it, and I love to do it. And I was trying to, like, eat as many tropical fruits as possible, kind of like a Pokemon, like, collect them all sort of thing, but with fruit. <laughs> so um, I started drawing them and just became obsessed with uh researching them and all that and growing them in my backyard. I'm kind of a plant hoarder now, but it's all good. And so during all that, I don't know if Doug dropped my name or if they saw Juicy Fruit, which was a fruit inspired bottle label that I did for Tampa Beer Works, but Hidden Springs reached out and wanted to design for bottles of Obliette. And Obliette is a Blondale that was aged in Sauvignon Blanc barrels with passion fruit and blackberries. So when I heard that, I was like, hell yeah, fruit drawings on beer? Like, that's freaking awesome. 
I could definitely get down with this forever and have this be my job till the end of time. So that was kind of the first label I did for Hidden Springs. And then I started doing other bottles for them. And then all the bottles, with the exception of a Black Aggie, which was created by Matthew Johnson, who's also an awesome artist. And you should definitely check out his stuff if you haven't seen it. He does kind of like car movie inspired stuff. Different style than mine, but definitely very cool. So let's see. Eventually, uh, Hidden Springs wanted to start canning their beers. So they asked me to design a brand for them. So that process is kind of interesting just because I didn't design like a whole brand for a brewery before. So I love challenges and got right on it. But um, we did like all kinds of stuff to start. Like I did gears, um, like the egret from their logo, which by the way, I didn't do. So <laughs> I get asked that a lot and it's an awesome logo, but sorry guys, wasn't me. But um, after going through like a couple dozen design ideas, I asked Austin, like, I know this sounds crazy, but how about the little flash tattoos? Like if we just took them and put them all over the can and then we could kind of swap out different ones for different beers. And I showed him like an example of what I was talking about. And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So um, thus the riot idea was born. And uh, riots was a term coined by Austin, I think by accident. So we never actually discussed it, but um, basically the riots are just like the little drawings that are on the can. And um, it evolved because uh, riot juice was the first can that I worked on. And then he would say things like, could you add a riot of a bear or like a riot of say middle finger? And so we just started calling them riots. But I think it's cute in that the name uh, works perfectly and makes them their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like I like that. When you, I like when you describe how you describe it because I I was trying to figure out how to verbalize it. It has that kind of larger icon or imagery in the front above the name, and then there's these little, you know, patterns above it, which are definitely. I mean, I like I like the fact that they're you know there's a lot of them. They're not just kind of re repetitive. It's pretty much all unique icons or you know characters throughout the the labels, which I think is really cool. So right on with all the Team Riot right here. Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we usually have, like, a main one in the center that has to do with the title and then, like, a couple little randos that have to do with the name. And then the rest, like, we have some that we use on every can, some that we use, like, oh, really? I don't know, maybe every 10 cans or something. But, yeah, it's kind of fun just to, like, look at them and compare them and stuff. Yeah, but we, um, Hidden we... Springs is just, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it wasn't that important. Sometimes I just start to mumble stuff, so keep going on. Oh, sorry. I'm definitely – I like to mumble, too. Or yeah. I shouldn't say I like it. I just do. But, it just happens, yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say that um, they make awesome beer as well, but obviously. But uh, Hidden Springs also is kind of known for just, like, shenanigans and, like, overall being goofy. So we like to incorporate that in the beer design as well. Yeah, I like it because while it does – have like a punny vibe to like you know some some great songs and music and stuff it's not it doesn't rip off like it's not um what's the best way to say it? it's it's not ripping off like ip or other people's work to to use that song right so it's you know drone you know drone thugs and harmony is cool right we all we all like to get up get up it's the first of the month right who's not down with some <laughs> bone thugs right but like it's nice it's not just like a yeah lame lame way to do that which i think is it's one of my pet peeves i've kind of 
had with things lately. So I, I like it. It's got a good vibe to it. It's got a good energy, especially the colors you use. A lot of pastels. It's got, a, you know, a lot of neon. Some of them I feel like would be really, I don't even know if they would work under a black light, but I just feel like they have like a black light party down vibe to it, which is, is cool. And so I, I think that's perfect. And they would make, uh, they make little good, like, uh, you know, temporary tattoos. I think a lot of those little riots, which is cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think you just thought of like a future can design with the glow in the dark. I'm going to like look into that actually. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Cool. You can draw my ugly mug. It's one of the little riots. It'd be good. Like a little, little nod, like a little big up. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So like when early on, like how did you know that you know, were you always just kind of drawing and doodling? Is it just something that you, when you look back on growing up that it was always just kind of part of who you were? Oh, yeah. No, I've been drawing forever. Like, I think I could draw before I could write, probably, which I don't know if that's common for most kids. I don't really know what babies do, but I just know, like, I've always just had a pencil in my hand and I've been, like, sketching away. But, um, I mean, I've been through phases. Like, before college, I was like, I'm not going to be an artist. That's just, like, a thing I like to do on the side. And I thought about being, like, a marine biologist or something having to do with biology just because I really like animals and plants and all that. But um, the more I looked into college courses, they all involved some sort of math or chemistry, which, I mean, I think I would have been fine. But in my head, I was like, eh, art seems like a much more fun use of my time. Maybe not as lucrative, but um, that's the route I decided to go. And then from there, went to art college and I've just been sketching the whole time through it. Now, what was the college you said you went to? Because I think I, I, I have a weird connection. I think if it's the same one, which one was it? Savannah College yeah. of Art and Design. Yeah, people call it. Yeah, yeah. Ali, um, one of our other guests we've had, Mike Lawrence, who does the labels for Tired Hands, is a Skag uh, uh, alumni too. I think we have one other Skag alumni. Wait a minute. I know this sounds insane, and I never connected the dots, but I know who that is. And for some reason, I heard Mike Lawrence and didn't attach it to who I knew in college. But dude, it's freaking awesome, and I'm gonna reach out. That's very cool. See, boom! It's all you're. You're part of the family now, so it's all good. Yeah, I think we got. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't realize that, but that's that's amazing. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like the tired too. So yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, which is cool. And yeah, he and I yeah, vibed early on. And I I want to say there's a third skag, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll put it together later on post. But I'm pretty sure there's a, <laughs> a, th- a third of the of the family as uh as we get into almost our hundredth episode. So which is fucking crazy, but yeah, it's cool. No, congratulations. That's awesome. You know what? I'm having a great time. What This is meeting folks like yourself and the vibe and the energy and realizing, you know, there's a bigger universe here and just meeting people. You know, it sounds hippy-dippy, but that's kind of what makes me warm and fuzzy. So I love it. And so, yeah, my, my blessing is meeting cool people. And, you know, I have all these little pins on my map where I want to go and have some beers in 3D and in your case, maybe you know, eat some weird fruit that you've grown and just kind of you know, see what happens. Nice. No, I love it. If you're ever in the neighborhood, uh, you know, call me up, show you some uh, good breweries, and we'll eat some weird fruit. Yeah. Now, what is the, like, I mean, I've talked about the art life cycle, but how long is, like, how long does that take for those fruits to grow? Is it a year, weeks? I mean, like, not weeks, obviously. My wife's a science teacher. She'd punch me in the face for saying that. But, like, what's <laughs> the, what's the life, what's the life's like? How long does that take? Like, how do you, how do you find out? That's a weird hobby because it just feels like it takes so long. Yeah, like nerdy weird answer, but anywhere from like a year to eight years, 
like so like yeah so like i have papayas right and like i could put some of those in the ground as like one foot babies and then within a year i have like one or two crops of papayas which is really awesome but then i have things like trying to think of an example like an avocado or a black sapote and like those will take maybe like five to eight years to fruit so it just depends things in like all sorts of stages and I'm actually moving soon, so I'm going to have to dig them all up out of the ground. My poor fruit babies. But then uh, <laughs> hopefully eventually get a place that has, like, a lot of land and, you know, let them spread out and really, like, do their thing and not be disturbed anymore. Wait. Just, I mean, I, I like an avocado. So how long does an avocado take to, to grow? I think seven years. <sighs> wow. That makes me appreciate my guacamole mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, and they're easy to grow in Florida. So, I mean, once I get more property, I'm going to plant a bunch of those because I like guacamole too. Yeah, handmade, fresh. Yeah, you'll have it in the year in the year 2017. But yeah, the best future guacamole. Yeah, just plan it out for the future. Yeah, nerdy fruit phrase, but people always say, like, uh, the best time to plant a tree is, like, five years ago or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's why we're growing all the babies now, and we're like, oh, when we're old, we're going to have such, like, a paradise of fruit, you know? Yeah, your backyard's going to be, like, weird. You're just going to forget the shit you've, you've planted and be like, oh, in, in like, 10 years, is you're going to have, like, cross hybrids of all these weird, you know, an avocado oh, mango. Oh, my God, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's already happening. I'm like, what's in this pot? We just, there's so many. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> that's all right it's good good problems to have mother earth you know you always need some extra love so you're, you're you're on point yeah true i figure there's worse hobbies to have so yeah right you know. yeah most <laughs> most people are trying yeah yeah most people are trying to destroy our environment and you're trying to make it a better place so right on yeah ah, well thanks good so let's let's talk about your process what do you I mean i have you like i said if you go to a cat arena with a k a cat with k arena a-R-I-N-A. You can follow along. And I, what I really like is you have sketches, you have posts, you have some of your veggie babies and, you know, just kind of your life out there. But what is your, your process? You know, some of it's pen and ink I see, some I see is, you know, colored pencils. You know, what's, uh, you know, what's, how, how does it happen? How do you bring this to life? Well, I guess um, I'm kind of all over the place, but let's go with the Hidden Springs cans that I do since that's kind of my main gig right now is um, usually Austin, who's one of the head brewers and the owners there, he'll message me with a title for the beer. And then he'll give me like an ABV percentage, the ingredients, and then if there's any special imagery that they want to include. And so, oh yeah, and some of those are like really weird, but I really like, like he'll say like, I need a wrestling doll of Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or I need a Viking riding a bear, or a grilled cheese, or Charlie the Unicorn, or, it's always something like really random and really fun. But um, anyway, uh, so what I do is first I start sketching in pencil. And then after I'm happy with the sketch, I kind of go over it with Copic markers. And all the sketches for these are pretty small just because they all end up getting uh, scanned into the computer anyway. But um, after I scan it, I tweak them in Photoshop real quick. And then I throw them in Illustrator and image trace them. And then put them back into Photoshop when I work on the actual label, um, which I know there's apps that like you could just like draw on your iPad and like get super crisp, clean line work and that's it, um, which is great. But there's just something about drawing traditionally that I really like. 
And one day I'll make my life easier and make that switch, but I just haven't done that yet. Yeah, it's not a it's not a cheap switch to make either. To get the Wacom's or the the uh, the uh, iPad Pros, they're pretty they're pretty pricey. So yeah, I definitely understand. Yeah, that's true. Plus, I don't know. There's something about like sketching with a pencil and a marker that's just like it's so nice. Yeah, we had a, but, one of yeah one of our guests said that the hardest part for him going digital was not necessarily like the actual drawing part, like because he was very complimentary of the process, but he just said that it sucked for him like post to say, okay, I spent eight hours, you know, just hypothetically. And what did I work on? Mm -hmm. And he couldn't look in like, he said he used to keep like an archive drawer and like, you know, keep everything that he worked on physically. And for now it was just, it did, it just didn't seem as fulfilling. Like it didn't, impact the integrity of his work but it just made him feel that he just didn't have something physical to show for his time which he felt was a little kind of a for lack of a better term a a bummer yeah i could see that like i just had an art show um over in miami where and that's where like that colored pencil stuff you saw came from but um yeah from doing labels and stuff which i love doing and it's great i didn't have any physical art to show in my gallery show so for like a week or two, I was just like going balls to the wall, just making as much physical art as I can. But uh, I do get it. It is like kind of weird not to have like a physical body of work to match your actual work, you know? Yeah. I never, th- I never really thought of that, but it's, 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 you know, it's weird. I mean, I, I guess because what we do here is all digital, so we don't really have anything to really show for it. But, you know, it's all, yeah, but I, I, I can totally see that with art. I mean, I like, I try to get all the artists that I talk to you know, something from them so I can put it up in the studio. So it's just, I could see how it's weird to not have anything physical and just send something off. Oh, I'd spent eight hours sketching this and let me send you the, the, the digital, you know, vector file. It's like, eh, all right, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, you could just print it out, but I don't know. There's something yeah, to having like, I made this piece totally by hand and now it's like hanging yeah. on the wall in front of you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. There's, I don't know. It's, um, uh, there's like a the seahorse or something on your on your Instagram page, which is I oh yep yep I I love it. I mean it's it's really because I, I it's it, I don't know you can just obviously you see all the pencils and the the pens and the the paint you can tell the watercolors and but it's a perfect it's just a really it's really vivid and I I think that seeing that process you know I don't think that'd be as uh, connecting as if it was just okay here's a screenshot of my tablet. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I don't know, it was just fun. It was cool to do something different and just some more personal work. And, yeah, just have fun doing something colorful and intricate. Yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely very intricate. There's, like, I mean, I'm colorblind, but I can, I can at least make out at least a few dozen colors. So at least so you can imagine mm-hmm. what the the right-eyed folks will, will see. But, yeah, it's great. Are you actually colorblind, or you just um, say you're colorblind because you're not as artistically inclined or something uh it's called it's i'm a version of red green colored one so yeah it's actually yeah it's, i don't see black and oh, white yeah. i don't see black yeah which is another fun fact about your scat guy uh mike he's colorblind that's why he does the majority of his work in black and white yes oh my god that is totally the same guy then <coughs> yeah i'm so freaking out about that like uh, as soon as we get off the phone i'm gonna reach out to him yeah it's so great um, yeah tell him i said hello yeah he, he moved he just moved to philly so yeah he, he moved to philly so he'd be closer with tired hands which is mad cool nice well it seems like you're still able to you know 
Oh yeah, I, I, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's really, yeah, it's really, uh, it's it's a really intricate level of difference. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if that's true or not. But I, I don't really it doesn't really bother me. So, so we talked about your process. How much time are you given? You know, you said you get the. Oh, this is the what you need. What's kind of okay? Draw me some, you know, laser beam, you know, grizzly bears, you know, this, that, and the other. How much time do you have between? crazy text message or email between when it's got to you know come off the line it varies a lot but i'd say on average probably about a week to two weeks um usually we like to get things to print to print the labels about two weeks beforehand so we've been pretty good about um having two weeks notice on that but um like today there was a beer that i did a label for that uh i had just started today and i'm gonna finish today too that's kind of wow. a one dayer, but then other ones, yeah. I mean, I had known about it for a few weeks, but you start to get busy, and you know, sometimes my time management is not the best. But uh, I'll have ones like that, or I'll have ones that I have a few weeks to work on, and I could just chip away at it gradually. Okay. So, in short, like a week to two weeks is pretty average. That's pretty good. And you 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 make that work, or are you a wait to the eleventh hour kind of person? Um, both. I definitely do some of my best work under pressure, but I'm trying to be kinder to myself and not do that. Um, but, you know, I feel like if I um, do a project early, that opens me up for other projects with other clients. And so I'm trying to do that a little bit more. There you go. Now, you've also you've done work with other other breweries. You know, Tampa Beer Works is one of the other ones. And there's a there's a few others. So how how, how can folks you know reach out to you or, you know, get I would yeah how can they team up with you I'd say the best way honestly and how I get most of my work is just through Instagram like DMs which I know sounds kind of crazy but that or word of mouth um yeah if someone wants to work with me um Instagram at a Katarina is best DM me or you could email me at arielkaterina.com and then from there we could do a phone call or whatever is you know most comfortable for the client there you go Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then we talked about before you did Felonious, you, know, you worked with Felonious Hops. You got the Cat Kong, which is, you know, you recently you're selling some prints of that, or you probably did, and they probably, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're, you're, you're busy. You're a busy bee. Oh, yeah. And there's like three or four more new clients that like haven't even released stuff yet coming up too. So it's an exciting time. And actually, I've been getting so much work, which not to brag, but I'm proud of myself because this is six years in the making. But I finally quit my day job, so now I'm a free time uh, freelancer and doing yeah, beer dude. labels all over the place. Yeah, dude. It. That, uh, yeah. I've always wanted to do that, and now I'm finally in a position to. And yeah, it's been sweet so far. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, that's all. That's oh, that's such great. Yeah, because I I think that um, one of the things I've I've come to learn is. People's people's shitty jobs and we've all had them. I think are important. They help you appreciate when you don't need them anymore, or help you get where you are. Mm -hmm. But as a and this is our word, we're trying to make it popular. So if you want to use it, you can take it. You know, entrepreneur instead of entrepreneur. Oh, well, thank you. So if you want to use that, uh, there, there's no royalties for that. It's free. It's you know, it's royalty free. So it's all yours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think that we should applaud that, and that's that's a great thing because I, I think that. People's hard work and what gets you to this point is really great, but also all that shitty times or those shitty projects or those, hey, can you work on this for exposure bullshit? You know, those are all, mm -hmm. those are all important. But I think that um, 
you know, we've never met obviously, but you have a great energy and I think that you're really appreciative and you work really hard and, you know, I dig what you're doing. So, uh, you know, let me be the first to congratulate you or first of many to congratulate you, you know, on uh, making that next step. It's really exciting. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's always uh, for artists doing, you know, like the normal nine to five grind. It's definitely a leap uh, to just be like, oh, not going to work for the man anymore. going to do my own thing. So uh, I took the leap and it's not as scary as I thought. So I encourage everyone to do it um, when you feel like you're ready, you know. Yeah, I think exactly. Like, definitely don't do it if you're not ready yet. Yeah, but right. If you are. I have no don't, clients. Don't I have no clients, and Ariel told me to quit my job. So yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm gonna get so many angry emails. <laughs> what the fuck? No. I have no work. Exactly. You told me to quit my job. Are you gonna hire me? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, go cool. yeah, next. Yeah, I, definitely yeah. feel comfortable first, but it, it is very uh, rewarding. So. And we are back. What do you think, folks? See, I love success stories like that. She's so passionate and loves what she's doing, loves the people she's working with, you know, their beer, just the whole the whole energy and the whole kind of, uh, you know, Akuna Matata, Lion King circle of life right there. I think it, it's perfect. I know we keep, you know, harbor, harboring on and going back to people that have shitty jobs. I think it's good. I think there's probably a few out there right now who are at a shitty job listening to this. You know, we could put that as one of our pairing options. You know, pairs well with shitty long days at shitty jobs. You know, it might not fit on the front of the can, but, you know, we'll get it. But hard work is important. The journey, the struggle, good times, you know, are just as important. But sometimes there's bad times, and I think it all just kind of helps you recalibrate and look at things in life, it's all about perspective and how you see things, and that's really important, and this is no different. And I think that her story is a story of you know hard work. She's genuine. She's passionate. She's extremely talented. She has a weird uh, fruit fetish, but not foot fetish, excuse me, but fruit fetish. So, And it's exciting you know, to have those passions outside of your, your day job. You know, this is my, you know, my passion. This is what keeps me keeps me going. It helps me meet all these amazing people. I know it might sound disingenuous, but that's one of the greatest gifts of this podcast, you know, other than the occasional, you know, a few six-packs, T-shirts, and, you know, poster, is the fact that I get to meet just a wonderful crew of people. Some I get to meet in person, you know, in 3D, and other ones I haven't, you know, had that opportunity yet, but we're going to make it happen. You know, there's people from all around the world who I love to grab a beer with. You know, I look at my map, I look at things, and it just gives me, you know, a little warm and fuzzies. And even some of, uh, you know, you out there who've reached out, you know, it really means a lot. You know, recently, you know, Luke, who came to our event this summer with his crew, you know, he's in Chicago, and he was coming home to visit family for the holidays, and, you know, we traded some beers, and, you know, it was just really nice that he thought of me to reach out and do that. You know, all of our people are really important to us and we don't take anything for granted in life you know we have a great time with the podcast it's an outlet it allows us to showcase individuals that maybe you know weren't getting the recognition and i think that we're you know we're we're doing something unique and we're doing it together so i think that just listening means that you think it's important just listening means that you're part of the community 
and it's uh, it's really exciting. So I just want to thank everyone once again. I think ACAT's a great way to start the year off with Season 9 and just really get things moving. You know, it's, uh, it's a really good story. She's real chill, and it was a real pleasure talking to her. So I don't want to kind of keep rambling here because it's uh, this is ACAT show, and this is episode number 94, Noventa y Quattro, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. And I'm your boy, AJ. That's about as good as it's going to get for you. So let's get right back into it. Here we go. Cheers. So what, you know, what did you do the first day you realized that you didn't need to, like, go to that job? Like, how, how good did that feel to give you two weeks? It was pretty good. I was actually super nervous at first just because um, I've been working for the company for a while and just, like, for the majority of my 20s pretty much. And just, um, I don't know, even though it's a job and it could be shitty sometimes, like, they were kind of like family. So it's kind of like going up to, like, your mom and dad and being like, I'm never seeing you again or, I don't know, something like that. but um so it felt weird at first but then really good and then the closer I got to um the two weeks you know it started feeling better and better and I was like yeah shit I made the right decision um and then yeah the first day not going to work was cool I like let myself sleep in a little bit still got to work at the same time but my previous job I had an hour commute so I mean it was nice to not do that yeah yeah, it, it can break it it can break you and I think that's important I've we've we've had so many stories of people who you know, are at that crossroad or we're just losing a part of themselves. And it's important. I mean, I think it's important because I think that, like you said, you've been there a long time. They were like family. You probably learned a lot of good, you know, things about process or what you, what you want or don't want from your business. And the fact you worked there so long, I think it shows that, you know, you're being really smart about it. You know, there's probably a lot of days you wanted to go in there and tell them to, I mean, even if they're family, you know, we all want to tell our, our family to pound sand once in a while. And so I think I think that's uh, really smart and just shows, you know, you're on the right track. Not that you're looking for my approval, but I just wanted to you know, celebrate that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, given your background, was it was it, was it a hard transition to work on you know, labels being that they're for, you know, lack of a better term, you know, a smaller canvas or size or is that really not an issue given the fact that they eventually go digital and you can kind of just manipulate them to be smaller it was a little bit of a transition i guess like a lot of the things i do in my sketchbook are teeny tiny and then um from that stoning job like that was ultra tedious and you worked on some small spaces sometimes so like i don't mind small spaces but at my previous day job i would work on murals digitally but because i would do like wallpaper and stuff but the murals would be like maybe like 100 feet long so i was used to at the time like working on a small computer screen but for pieces that were ultra humongous and larger than life so it i don't know i feel kind of neutral about it i guess like it was just kind of interesting to go back to a smaller format okay uh but it's not too difficult it's just something different yeah i think you're the patterns you do, and you're saying your previous job wasn't with a wallpaper company. I mean, I could totally see how some of these could be really cool wallpapers or just covers or, I don't know, like modern wrapping paper. You know, I think that'd be really cool. So I think that's a, it kind of shows, you know, putting the patterns together is really cool how you do that. Thanks. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do a test run in my studio and try it out. Your studio, right? How cool does that sound? You have your own studio, right? It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, 
studio is a loose term. It's like a studio slash right. office slash storage. <laughs> I feel like most artists have, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, all yeah. oh, right. When I say the studio, and I say, oh yeah, we're here in the studio. I mean, it's my spare bedroom. So I mean, yeah, I got you. It's all about it's all about the mental place. And I, but when I walk through the the doorway and I see the the mic and the you know the screen and everything, it it, it just kind of puts me in a different mental place. But yeah, I, I mean. It's all it's all relative, right? You know, we're, all, we're all about it's all about spin, you know, to some degree. Exactly. It's all relative. So working for you know breweries, you know, you definitely have some perks. So what kind of what kind of beers are you drinking? You know, what should we be on the lookout for up here in the Northeast that we should be trying out? Oh man, well definitely try and get your hands on anything Hidden Springs. Maybe I'll try and send you up some stuff. But uh, right now they're doing really cool experimental Berliners which I know right now it's cold up there, so it might not be the ideal thing, but uh, they do a lot of things where they add uh, lactose, like milk sugar and uh, different like Florida tropical fruits and then some sour IPAs with like pineapple and, you know, tropical fruits like that that are kind of interesting. And then they make some really good stouts too. Like their barrel-aged stouts are killer. Even though we're in like hot Florida, it's, uh, we drink them throughout the summertime still and it's nice. So a Cat Kong, that was a phenomenal beer that just got released. It's sold out, but if you see it anywhere, definitely try it. Oh um, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge Berliner and sour IPA fan, so those are those are perfect. So yeah, I would definitely, I would love I would love to to try some. We and what we try to do is we definitely love to try the beers, but we we make sure we don't uh, if we ever have them before we don't try them before we speak to the artist. It's a weird you know process thing for me, but I don't want to have the impact how how we talk about the artists like if the beer if it was, the beer was really bad you're not the brewer and so we hope that the beer is as good <laughs> as the the artwork that you're doing yeah no i can see that that's cool yeah. i'm the same way when i make work for a brewery it's like oh i kind of want to try what i'm drawing first you know so i get it yeah i i, I don't even know if i can prove it but it, for me I, I feel conceptually it's a it's a sensory thing and so i try to i try to avoid I try to avoid that ahead of time, especially because we've been we've been geeking out and meeting folks from all over, you know, all over the world whose beers we you know we can't get. Like I can't get your beer up here, so I've mm-hmm. had I've had folks be like, "Oh, we're so excited, you know, to be on the podcast. Let me send you up a bunch," and I'm like, "Oh, um, you can send it up after <laughs> we talk." And so, because I, I don't know, it's just not the artist has no control over that. And I mean, I know that you're you have a huge responsibility on your side, which I think is really cool because. There's so many folks whose work is not felt or seen, so you're really bringing that beer to life and making it popular, you know, visually. And so, yeah, I just don't want to impact that. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I'm definitely lucky. Um, they make really, really good beer. And I'm not just saying that. I just, before I started doing work for them, I was a huge fangirl. So I didn't oh, even know nice. that I didn't that's pretty cool. them. And I got to meet. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> it's it's always really good when you get to design something for someone whose work you actually really like. So, yeah, definitely very lucky. And I don't know if this would ever happen, but given your love of the exotic fruits and what you're making, I mean, to me, at some point in time, you need to take some of your fruits or whatever you're making and they should, you know, even if it's a small pilot batch, they should be making, you guys should, that should be your next, like, you know, dream beer, right? Is to make it with your some of your fruits. That'd be pretty cool, I think. Oh uh, yeah, dude. I have like notebooks, just like full of like I used to homebrew too, but I'm not gonna get into that because I'm definitely not an expert. But 
I have like books of like recipes of like dream beers of like tropical fruits I want to do. So as soon as uh, I produce enough, I'll definitely be talking to them about that. But you heard yeah, that crew. Awesome. You've heard that crew over there at Hidden Springs. Your girl, your girl, your girl should be making some brews with you. Let her in there. Mm-hmm. We should be seeing that. That's what we're looking for. Two thousand nineteen is the ACAT, ACAT funk beer. I don't know what, no, or ACAT fruit. We'll, we'll figure some cool name out. You, you'll brand it, but we should be the ACAT exactly. series. Yeah, that's that's excellent. So great. Yeah, I I love that because I feel you're psyched. They're 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 you know you, the labels you're doing, and even that. I think that what you're doing is those labels are unique. I think they're really cool. They're fun. They've got a good energy. They've definitely got some pop culture references without being, like I said before, you're not just, you know, basically drawing somebody else's picture. You know, you're interpreting and and even you have to kind of be in the know to realize what's going on. It's not it's not you know, punching the face. So I yeah, I'm I'm a fan. So I'm I'm, I'm really digging what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like to keep things uh, fun and cheeky. You know, not take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I get I, I get that vibe, especially from all your, your your photos and your your experiences. You're you're definitely you're, you're you're enjoying life down there. I think you found your 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 happy place down there in Florida. So it's a it's a good you know. Every they say oh this beer or this experience pairs well with this, but yeah, I think you pair well with the, with Florida. So it's good. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah. So you were. So what are you what are you working on currently? What's uh what's in the uh in the hopper? What what's next? Oh my gosh, so much. I guess uh, today uh, I worked on a beer called New Beer, New You. That's going to be an early New Year's release. And it's going to have a bear riding a stationary bicycle with sweatbands, you know, kind of like 80s style. Nice. Really, uh, you know, trying to get through uh, losing some weight. And uh, it's the beer that has kale and pomegranate and acai or acai, acai, however you say it. Okay. Yeah, wow. so, and it's gonna be a Berliner, so um, should be pretty interesting. But like I said, all their Berliners are phenomenal. So like, even if it has a strange ingredient like that, and I'm like, what? It always turns out blowing my mind. Uh, uh, so it was kind of an interesting one. And then uh, Marker Forty Eight is a brewery up in Brooksville, Florida, and I'm gonna start doing a whole can line for them. So some new uh, branding. Uh, Union Beer Store over in Miami. Uh, Hawthorne Bottle Shop in St. Pete. And then I've actually been doing a lot of like logos and like avatars for just random Instagram people. Apparently that's like a thing now and people like to kind of brand themselves as a person. So, oh, and new money glassware. I like make a lot of glasses for them. So they're a fun client. Yeah, those, those cool, so yeah, the, 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 the cool, the cool 80s ones are fun and some, a few other ones. Yeah, I, I like, and that's, that fits right in your, right in your vibe. So I dig that. Yeah. But you, people, you, you have people reaching out to you just to do their avatars? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know, because, like, they'll they'll get a certain amount of followers and they'll have a whole personality and they just like a little logo or, you know, avatar to reflect that. So, um, yeah, there's actually been, like, a really steady thing, which is kind of surprising but cool. Yeah, it is cool. So if you're looking to step up your, uh, your IG game, you slide into – a Katarina's DMs, as creepy as that sounds, I apologize, but uh, A Katarina <laughs> with a K, and uh, you know, bring yourself to life through her, through her vision. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's fun. Something different. Yeah, no, I feel you have a good perspective on uh, on things. I don't think you take while, while you're a very uh, 
detailed and crafty artist. I don't think you take things too seriously, you know, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. I like clients who like to have fun and just, I don't know. I'd say my stuff is like bold and colorful, but then I could do kind of like darker stuff too. So I, I guess it's just a range and I don't know. I just like to explore different things. Awesome. Well, I hear you. And this last question I'm curious, uh, is, uh, kind of our, it's, it's a self-serving, it's a, it's a party starter. It's a fun question. So when you're creating, you know, what are you listening to? What's on the playlist? You know, what's, what's over there and, you know, at ACAT studios, what are you listening to? Oh my God. So right now, embarrassingly enough, um, me and my fiance are super into listening to the Harry Potter book series on tape. So, um, <laughs> all right. I've actually been, yeah, I've actually been listening to that and, uh, just going through all the books and, uh, some podcasts too, but, uh, but I'm not listening to that or, um, you know, if I'm doing a label for hidden springs, that's to do with a pop culture reference. I'll watch like the movie or the YouTube video that has to do with that. But, uh, I guess uh, in my spare time, I like to uh, listen to Hawaiian music and Tibetan monk bowls when I want to relax or jungle sounds. I know that sounds weird, but try it. It's very soothing. I'm trying to get amped and I'm like working on a big painting or something. I like Sigur Rose or Animal Collective. Yes. Maybe some like punk to hip hop. And then. Wait, what was the last one? Honk really to hip hop? What was the last one? Oh, just. um. I listen to everything from like punk to hip hop. Oh, I thought there was a band. Uh, I was like, I thought you said honk, honk the hip hop. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. But uh, Sigur Rós is, is my jam. So I was, you're, you're already, <laughs> you're already the best. Nice. But um, you should listen to uh, uh, since you're up in Connecticut. Have you heard of Chesky? No. Like C E S C H I. You should look him up. Uh, he's coming to Florida next month, and I'm going to see him actually. But used to be like hardcore punk and then kind of evolved into a mix of acoustic and hip hop, which I know okay. sounds insane, but he does it really well. And he's from New Haven, Connecticut, and he's there a lot. So what? Okay. You get to, uh, yeah. So if you're uh, in town and he's there, definitely uh, go see him. And he just has so much energy. His lyrics are great. All His right. music is just really intense. Um, so yeah, Chesky is also a good one. Dope. Yeah. We're, we're about 15 minutes from New Haven. I was actually there earlier today, so that's kind of cool. Nice. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about the new music. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down with that. And uh, so you just Google like Tibetan singing bowls. Like, I mean, we have a couple here at the house, but like, uh, where do you find that? You have some in your house. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. My yeah, wife, my wife and I did like the whole hippie festival, like you know, you know, peace and love thing for a long time, and. I think we ended up buying one at a festival and trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. That is amazing. Yeah, I guess um, if someone who hasn't done that wanted to listen to them, uh, I just go on YouTube and, like, if you just type in, like, Tibetan muscles, a bunch of stuff will come on. It's hard. But once you get it, it's like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But I also, like, create a lot of stuff like Run the Jewels, Childish Gambino, like, Die Antwoord, just, like, some more... Uh, heart pumping stuff i don't know how you describe that but yeah yeah, but yeah. it's and even yeah run the jewels is cool they've done a, a bunch of beer labels with different breweries which is cool i know i still have to try one of them but i heard that and i was like hmm, i buy that beer i like run the jewels so yeah right hopefully was, the beer's good yeah it's okay but the labels are pretty bomb and they got like gold foil on them they're pretty sick nice yeah that's cool all right well 
Ariel, I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you making the time. Uh, I know that this was um, unexpected, you know, being a part of this project. But like I said, somebody recommended you, and when we and I'm very grateful. I, I, I dig what you're doing. I, I dig your energy, your perspective on life, and what you're doing. Your, your crazy fruits and vegetables, they're awesome. And uh, we're really just excited to have you be part of the family. So I, I appreciate you very much. Uh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and thanks for having me. And cheers. Cheers. If uh, I think you're gonna be our first episode of uh, 2019, so I, I, I I'm really excited about that. I think it's a perfect fit. You, you're gonna bring season nine into uh, to the world, and 2019 is gonna be a great year for everybody. And uh, you're, you're you're leading the way. Badass. No problem. And happy New Year, everybody. And yeah, new beer, new you. All right. So, thank enjoy. you. And I look forward to having. One of our hopes and dreams is uh, we get to have beers in 3D. So I, I thank you and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right. I would love that. Thank All right. You. Cool. All right. Cheers to you. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode 94 is officially in the books, featuring the one and only Ariel Katarina, A-Cat, A-Katarina on the IG, on the Instagram. You can also check out arielkaterina.com for more information, find out what she's up to, get her to create you a little online avatar, get on board. Remember, she's doing some amazing work with Hidden Springs Works. New Year, New You, right? New beer, new year, new you. You and that grizzly bear, get on that bike, lose some of those LBs. We were trying to do dry dryuary, but as we mentioned before, we were in Vegas. We're going to Amsterdam, and we're just living our best life. So we're not doing it. We are eating healthier, trying to cut out some sugars and dairy and maybe a little carbs. Work this dad bod into like a post-college early AJ Bod and see where we go from there. But uh, just having a damn good time, and hopefully you are too. Hopefully you're enjoying what we're doing. Remember, we are the 16-ounce canvas, 1-6-O-Z canvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit us up with that hashtag. Show us some love. Join the cool kids. I don't know if I'm a cool kid, but you're here, and I'm here, so we're together. So whatever we are, we are doing it together. We're having a great time. Season 9 is upon us, and it's going to be better than ever, which is which is a tough thing to do, right? It's going to be tough when you say it's better than ever. You know, we've been doing a pretty, uh, pretty badass job here, so to say we're better than ever is a, is a big undertaking because we're, we're having a great time. We hopefully, uh, you know, I hope that you are too. Real quick, let's just kind of review for the folks who haven't seen our wonderful video that I, you know, slaved uh, endlessly to create. No, I'm just kidding. So we got Ariel Caterina, who you just heard from Hidden Springs Outworks. We got James Yo, left-handed Giant Brewing. We got Michael Hacker with Dogfish Head Brewing. We got Colin Haley with Prairie Artisan. We have Rhiannon Schneister from Structures Brewing. Sam Heimer from Abomination Brewing. We've got uh, Studio BD Track Brewery, Jetpacks and Roller Skates, Alora Brewing. We got Hugh McCormick, Austin Street Brewery. We got Jack, uh, excuse me, Jake Liakas, Six Point Brewery, Dean Hager, 
Dunehager, Colonial Brewing Company, and Rob Warnick with LIC Beer Project. That wasn't too painful. I didn't fuck that one up too much. But we're having a great time, and we hope that you are too. Remember to check us out on Spotify, and who knows, maybe you are. That's pretty cool, right? I'm pretty excited about that. Saw a great talk uh, from Spotify at CES, got inspired to learn more about it, and here we are. So all 94 episodes are available on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcast on. Do us a solid share, like, retweet, text, email, fax, letter carrier, USPS, UPS, FedEx. Just spread the word. Share the message. Let your friends know we are here. We're having a great time. 94 episodes strong. Season 9 is upon us. We thank you and you, and that's right, of course you. Until next week, this is AJ, and this has been the 16-ounce canvas episode number 94 with the one and only ACAT, Noventa y Cuatro. Peace. I guess peace and love. Let's just, you know, that's for you, Ringo.